Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We are the pastors of Life Fellowship Church in McKinney, Texas, and we are so glad that you're joining us today. We are uh, have an exciting podcast Woo-hoo! to share with it, you. It, it's going to be legendary. Tell us, Chris. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk today about how do you win against your spiritual enemy? And uh, every person, every one of us, if we're a believer— you have a spiritual enemy. Well, everyone has an enemy, but if you're a believer, He's after you believe you. it. Kill, steal, and destroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to teach you how to win today. Before we do that, let me just say a big thank you to every one of you who are sharing these podcasts out on social media. You're spreading the word. You're texting your friends. Thanks for spreading the word. Yep. And uh, you're making you're making a difference. Hey, if you'll do me a favor, uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, however you are consuming this podcast... And then write us a review and rate us. Give us a, a five-star rating. That'll be really helpful. And so today, we are going to tackle a very important topic. And a lot of people don't know how to do this. And I'm going to teach you the secrets of this, about how do you win against your spiritual enemy. And the truth is, everybody right now in culture, it seems like, is looking for power. Power to win. I mean, yes. just power in the life. Think about well, uh, the the big um, uh, movies that are out. It's all about superheroes. They got these super abilities. Uh, we've already uh, we've asked that question before. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? And what is Ooh, yours, Tatum? Oh, I want to eat everything in the whole <laughs> world and still be a it's, fit woman that doesn't have to worry about. <laughs> Working out one more day of my life. No, but my super, I would be like a super eater (laughs) because because I love food. I'm actually eating right now (laughs) while we're here, but sometimes I just want to eat all the bad things. But anyway, well, I don't want to, I want to live with no self-control, which is not biblical (laughs) or Christ-like, but I can't. So. I want that power, but okay. I, I don't. And then I, I, I just think I like Superman's power. You like want to fly, fly and, I wanna... and laser beams in his eyes and all that kind of stuff. And I'll just eat and watch. But I mean, I think about one of my friends, Dennis Rogers, the world's strongest man, pound for pound. He is a cool like, dude. The first time I ever met him, those of you who don't Google Dennis Rogers, there was a deal once. He's a friend of mine. I watched him, remember, at the Chili's right here in McKinney. Yeah. Took a quarter in his bare hands. Yes. I still have the quarter. Yeah, I was there. It. He bent the quarter in yeah. his bare hands. He asked the. Uh, uh, they did a show, like a documentary on him. Um, you can find it. Just look for Dennis Rogers. Yeah, superhuman, He's, whatever. Superhuman strength or something like that. He at one time he held two different airplanes from taking off by holding on to on the Today Show, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. With, Some morning show. They had chains. Take it with uh, just his his own strength his own of strength. his of his body. Like held one on one side, one on the other side, and. Was able Impressive. to stop. Them. Wow. Think anyway. about it. so power, but everyone is just consumed. People are looking for power. Uh, think about when we go to Niagara Falls, 
Honey, that's like one of my favorite we places. We love to Niagara go. Falls. It's so beautiful and whoa, the power. It's like an overwhelming the sound of the waters coming over that falls is in some in some points deafening. Like you have to talk quite a bit louder. The wind's to, coming at you from the when you're on experience. the Maid of the Mist, you're going into the falls. You can't even hear other things around except for that. It's powerful. Just po- everywhere you go, people are looking for power. They go to the Niagara Falls to see power. We we watch these movies because there's there's you know they show some powerful person. My friend Dennis Rogers, you know, all the big movie stars want him to come over and hang out and all that because He's he does power. things that nobody else can do. Like. And he says it's just like like a Samson strength. Uh, funny enough, he's bald. <laughs> but anyways, uh, or I think about nations. You know, they posture themselves against each other, and who's got the most nuclear power and yeah. the strength of their armies? Uh, in fact, think about think about it like this: Next time you go to the zoo, notice where the lines are the longest, and where the people uh, take the most time to stand in front of which cages. You know, so. We all will walk very fast past the deer and the goats. And, <laughs> so true. I mean, for a second, you'll look at their graceful beauty or, or what have you. Yeah. If you have children, you might go see, you know, the the seals or the, the, yeah, the penguins. The or gentle animals. The, the turtle. But. But come on, you know where, where, we where does everybody line up at? Come on, everybody. The lions. The lions. The tigers, the elephants. Those big gorillas. The gorillas. Yep. Why? Because we're realizing it. Without even realizing it, we're amazed by seeing creatures that are stronger than ourselves. I truly believe, Tatum, that our souls are starved for a sense of awe. Like we are constantly pursuing something that creates awe on the inside mm. of us. And I want to talk to us about the power and authority that God has given to you as a believer. So you have a spiritual enemy. He's trying to take you out, kill, steal, and destroy. We are all captivated by things that are powerful. And you need to know you already got a bunch of power and authority that you don't even realize. In fact, most here's what I've discovered. Most Christ followers have no earthly idea about how much of the amazing power God has given them. Such a good, a truthful statement. Because really, pe- people would live differently if we believed and knew the power that we have because of Christ. So the way that I've said it is like this. It's kind of like the man who was found dead in a small shabby room that he rented. It was about 10 bucks a week is what he rented it for. He'd always, uh, he, he actually was this very familiar sight on the streets of Chicago for about 20 years. I mean, but the guy, check like this a out. homeless guy. Yeah. Okay. So he, but he, so in other words, he was always dressed in rags. He was eating out of the garbage cans. Wow. Uh, just crazy. And one time he wasn't seen for two to three days. So there were some concerned people that knew him. They went to look for him and they found him dead in that little shabby room that he rented. So after the autopsy, because they wanted to find out, obviously, if somebody dies, they find out why you died. And they found out that he died of malnutrition. Yet Hmm. in that old shabby room where he would live, they found a box behind a wall that contained more than $123,000 of cash. That's crazy. 
Think about that. Here's a guy that he's living in abject poverty. He dies of starvation. Peddling newspapers for a living. He had the money to go live in the finest hotel in all of town Mm. instead of that little shabby room that he Mm. was in. He could have, you just said it, he could have eaten the best food. Yes. He could have gone and gotten himself some Brazilian steakhouse. Give it out for ENG and Texas de Brazil. We love it. And 12 cuts. All of them. Fogo de chao. (laughs) And that that little, what is that bread called that I like so much? That cheesy bread. What's it called? I'm drawing a blank. Cheese bread. Cheese bread. But there's a, there's a. There's a better But here's this way guy. So it. watch this. Here's a guy that could have eaten the best food and yet he was eating out of the garbage. All because he didn't use what already belonged to him. Think wow. about that for a second. Yeah. Okay, think. Just think. You have all this power. Our world is starved for a sense of power. You have all this power and authority that is belongs to you as a Christian, God's as a believer. Given you. And we, in essence, are eating out of the garbage cans of life. We're begging on the streets. Hmm. We're peddling newspapers. And we are malnourished. And yet all this time, we got more money than you ever need Yeah, to be able to get you out of that situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to do a little... Dun, 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 dun. Well, I, you know, the more, you amen, revelation. the more you amen me, Tatum, amen. the faster that I'll preach. Amen. Anyway. That's great. Such a powerful truth, but let's talk a little so, bit more about it. Again, we're talking about how you can have victory over your spiritual enemy. So you need to know the truth that belongs to you. In fact, Jesus in John 8, 32 said, you're going to know the truth mm-hmm. and the truth Will is going to set, set you free. You free. And mm-hmm. so when you not start finding out about the truth, about this power that you already have, this authority, I'm telling you, today, after this podcast, you're going to walk with your head held higher. You're, you're going to see things differently. Yeah. You're going to take authority in, play, in ways you never have taken authority before. I'm telling you, today's podcast is going to change is going to change your outlook. You know, I'm thinking of that verse out of Hosea that says, <clears throat> my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And the truth in that verse is that there's so much that as believers, we have to we have to learn. We have to have that spiritual knowledge and biblical knowledge. Um, otherwise, we will be destroyed. And that's why I think there's so much power in what we're talking about you today. You can be knowing. destroyed if you don't have the right information. Yeah, you have to know. It's going to hold you back from freedom. Did you know that the Africa Impala can jump to a height of over 10 feet and cover a distance of greater than 30 feet in one jump? Holy cow. That crazy? 30 feet when they jump. Yet the African Impala, as incredible as they are, they can be kept in an enclosure in any zoo with a three-foot solid wall. No way. The animals will not jump if they cannot see where their feet are going to fall. Here's this incredibly powerful creature. Yeah, capable. Yeah. Caged. Yeah, by a three-foot wall. Three-foot wall. (laughs) They can jump 10 feet in the air. But because they can't see over the wall, yep. they stop. A sad picture. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that you, there's a three-foot wall, and because you don't see on the other side, yep. you you are Because we lack knowledge, right? Yeah. And so it's time to jump. 
You, you have more on the inside of you that God's placed than you ever dreamed possible. See, when you have the knowledge of God's word in you, you'll be able to ascend places where your eyes and mind would never be able to take you. Listen, you, you can jump higher than any problem confronting you if you agree with the promises of God and act on them. You should say that one more time. That's so good. No, I'm saying you, you can jump higher than any problem confronting you yep. if you will agree with the promises of God and act and on it, them. Yeah, if you know them. If you know the promise, right? If we have the truth, the truth will set us free. But act. And That's act the part. on it. Yep. That's where most people don't. So I know this. I've been saying it for a long time. I think Christians in America are educated way beyond their level of obedience. Ugh. We have sat through... If Christians Man, would just simply do just, everything that they've already been taught, yeah. we'd change the world. Instead, we're, you know, in some ways, a church, American church culture that just wants another, a better message, teach me something else. I want something new. I want something I haven't heard. But are we have to ask ourselves, are we doing what we already have learned, what we already do know? That's where the power comes from. Yeah. See, the enemy wants you just to hear another good message and go, oh, yeah, that was good. To be, yeah. That made me think. Hearers of the word, well, but are we doers? Anything. Are we doing? I would rather you be a doer. Well, like, that's what the do Bible it. says. Yeah. yeah. It says you, you actually deceive yourself. When you just hear and you go, oh, wow, that was cool. That was great. I learned something new. Okay, how are we going to take it and go make action in our life and do what And that's why we're talking about this, because you need to know that as a Christ follower, you have been given authority and power from the Lord. In fact, Jesus in Luke chapter 19, uh, chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus said, hear this, everybody. He said, I give you. You, as a Christ follower, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing will hurt you. Yeah, is going to hurt you. And so, listen, as a believer, Jesus gave you authority and power. I mean, He gave you great power, and this is a massively powerful truth. Listen, when you understand what God has given to you, you. You're not going to be able to fail. And God's given you authority. And check this out. Authority is delegated power. So he's delegated that authority that, to you. It's to not us, because yeah. of you. It's because of him. It's because of him. Yeah. So it was, uh, what, what was this? It was just the other day. Uh, it was on our day off. We were driving out in the, uh, in the, the Fairview area. This, I mean, the itch. The day it rained. Oh, my God. Goodness, it came down so hard. You, I mean, we could hardly see we had like to in have front our of us. Flashers on, it was so bad. Power was going out in different areas. I was the guy that was out driving. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when we came to this intersection, there was a policeman that was in the middle who was directing traffic when things kind of died down because the power in the uh, uh, the the stop the and street go lights, lights mm-hmm. yeah, was out. The, he was out there directing traffic. Now, notice this. This police officer simply had to hold up his hands and car stopped. So the police, the police officer clearly didn't have physical power to stop a moving truck, a moving car. Yeah. If the driver didn't want to stop, it could, it could have run him right over. But the policeman wasn't using his own strength to stop the trucks and the traffic. Yep. He was using the authority that had been given to him by the government mm. that they serve. That's so good. So just as people recognize that authority and stop, 
your spiritual enemy will recognize that authority that God has given to you and stop. You may not even know wow. it, but you have incredible an incredible amount of authority that's been given to you by Christ Jesus. And most people don't because the enemy is running all over their life, their family, their world, their everything. And they don't know, yeah, how, how really to stand up to the enemy or how to use this authority to have victory. Just, again, just like the people can recognize that that police officer could hold up his hand and say, stop, you have, in the same way, the same ability to hold up your hand to your spiritual enemy and say, stop, and you have authority because that authority has been given to you from God. Paul told the believers, he said, to, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that means you can hold your hand out in front of you and tell the devil, hey, devil, don't come no any more. closer. Stops here. Yeah. Listen, God, God will never ask you to do what he has not enabled you to do. If I choose to believe him for it and obey him in it. I'm going to say that again. God will never ask you to do what he has not enabled you to do. And a lot of you feel like, well, I just don't have, you know, the ability to do that. You don't, but you're it's standing Christ in a different in, you. in, yeah. in his authority. Yeah, it's Christ in you. It's in his name that we're speaking to the devil. We're speaking to the enemy. It's in his power. It's in, it's in uh, you know, we have this because of who we are in Christ, because we are daughters and sons of the Most High. We can use our Father's name and have authority over the enemy. There's more inside of you than you ever dreamed possible. Everybody, remember that Impala. It can jump 10 feet in the air, but a three-foot-high wall can keep it from going anywhere, can keep it still, can keep it captured, prisoner. And that's what the devil is doing maybe so many. In, in, so many. in your life. So here's four areas that you can have authority over and that you do. Number one... If you're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're not. Yeah. But here's the but. first one. You can have authority over the devil. Now, I'm going to make a bold statement to you, and I think it's going to challenge some of you. Okay? So be ready to be challenged. Be ready to think about this. Uh, because some of you are thinking, why doesn't God do something about the devil? So... When I was in Bible college, one of my professors shared with, with us a very personal vision the Lord gave him. Listen to this. In the vision, he saw Jesus, uh, and the Lord was talking to him. And out of nowhere, a little demon got in between my professor and Jesus and began making all kinds of noise and throwing up this black kind of, uh, uh, like this smoke or something like that in the air. And my professor said, I could no longer hear or see Jesus, mm. but, I, but, but yet I could tell that Jesus continued to talk to me. And so he was thinking, he thought, man, why doesn't God do something about the devil? Yeah. <laughs> this is really important that I hear what Jesus is trying to tell me, because this is a vision that he had of the Lord. He said, this went on for about four to five minutes. He said, finally, I got so frustrated. And he said, in the name of Jesus, stop and get out of here. Well, the dark smoke, the smoke, <laughs> the dark smoke cleared up. The demon fell to the ground and began to shake and ran off in ter terror. And so my professor asked the Lord. He said, "Jesus, why didn't you do anything about that demon?" And you ready for this? Here's what he said. Here's what the Lord said. 
He said, I've done everything I'm going to do about the, the devil for the time being. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. The Lord said to him, I've done everything I'm going to do about the devil for the time being. Listen, the next time God does something about the devil will be when the devil comes, when, the, when an angel comes down from heaven, takes yeah. the chains and binds the devil and puts him in the bottomless mm-hmm. pit. So here, here's what I know what some of your minds are thinking right now. So your minds are racing. You're thinking, well, the, the, the Bible doesn't tell us. Uh, well, let me say it like this. Some of you are thinking right, right now, but think about this. The Bible doesn't tell us to ask God to do something about the devil. Yeah. It tells you. God tells us to do something about it, right? He's given the authority to you. Through the name of Jesus, you have the authority over the devil on this earth. And if you don't do something about him, then nothing is going to get done. And that's why oftentimes nothing is done. So true. Because the devil will just run rampant if we let him. Like he's going to destroy, he's going to kill, he's going to steal from us if we allow it. But that's why God's given us the authority. I'm going to say this again, and I want you to read some of these scriptures in here, Tatum, because I'm going to prove this to you. Listen to this, everybody. If you don't do something about the devil, then nothing will be done. And that's why many times nothing is done. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible, Jesus says in Mark 16, verse 17, verse 17, these are the miraculous signs that will accompany believers. They will use the power and authority. So notice this. It doesn't say that God's going to do these things. It says that believers yeah, belie- will use their authority. Believers will use the, the power and authority of my name to force demons out of people. So one of the very first signs that you are starting to take authority over the uh, the enemy is that you're dealing with him. Yeah. Okay? Uh, James 4, 7. says, submit yourselves then to God, um, resist the devil, Notice and he this. will flee. Uh, J- James didn't say, get God to resist the devil for you. He said, no, you resist the devil. Yes. And that word flee in Webster's dictionary means to run from as in terror. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's a great picture, yeah, Everybody, to remind they, ourselves. They're not afraid of you because of you, but rather because of Jesus who lives on He's the inside in of you. you, of who you represent. Come on, everybody. Take your place in the authority that God has given you. It says that you're to resist the, the, the devil, your spiritual enemy, and not he, God. God's not going to resist him. You are. Yep. And he's going to take off in terror. Oh, I like that. This is so good. If you're not shouting or something, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we got to we gotta do something for okay, you. Okay, should I read this next verse Please. one more? Just to... I don't know if I can handle this anymore. Come this on. is so incredible. Okay, Romans 8.37 says... No, in all these things. So in everything. We are more than conquerors. Against who? We are more than conquerors against our spiritual enemy. Yes. Through him who loved us. Yes. So hey, everybody, today, take authority over your spiritual enemy, Satan. Yes. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Again, uh... Through the name of Jesus, you have authority over the devil. And if you don't do anything about him, then nothing will be done. And that's why oftentimes nothing is done. Here's the second area that you have authority and power over. And that's in the area of healing. Amen. Pray. Pray. Yeah. 
ask boldly. Don't be afraid. Whatever seems too difficult for you, seems impossible for you, seems like there is absolutely zero chance. Can I just remind you that that is the place where God begins? That's the starting starting point for Jesus. When things are impossible, this is where he steps in. This is where God loves to work. This is where it just begins with him. So when we come to our end, when we say this diagnosis has been given to me, this has happened to my family member, to my child, to my parent, it listen, God loves when we come against impossible situation because it gives him the opportunity to reveal his power to show his strength, to work a miracle. And we have the ability to stand on his word, to agree with what he's telling us. We know truth is what the word of God says. It is not what people say. It is not even, oftentimes, it is not even in the facts that we're told. Do you know that truth, the truth of God's word, scripture, can trump the facts? That's right can trump the facts. So you may tell me a number or a statistic or a percentage of people that die because they have this and this percentage. It doesn't matter. God has the final word when it comes when it comes to healing, when it comes to so many of the situations that we're going to talk about. The but Bible it, says nothing is impossible with God. It doesn't say nothing is impossible for God. It says nothing is impossible with God. He is always looking for somebody that he can cooperate with. with. So let me, let me give you an example of this. It was during COVID. I was speaking, uh, this was back when we didn't have services, like live services. Like a year ago, uh, yeah. I guess. And, and, I, uh, it, and I think it was maybe during that July, we had to shut down for just a little bit because things really spiked around here. And, uh, or maybe it was a year, it, it was sometime in there. We don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. 2020 was long. May we have never have to live through that again. Um, but... I remember at the end of one of the messages, I felt this thing on the inside of me that God wants to heal somebody. And I, I remember saying, stretch stretch your hands yeah. towards me wherever you're at. You were preaching at. but online, on like just through video yeah, is what you're saying. At the end of my message, yeah. I said, I believe that God wants to heal you. Stretch your hand. And we got an email from a lady from California. Never met her. She said, I've been watching all the services. And when you did that, she said, I have been bedridden for, I think it was like four years, her legs because of arthritis and problems and circulation, whatever. They didn't, they didn't work. She'd been just bedridden. Yeah. Uh, so she was there. And she, when I said that, I said, stretch your hands towards uh, the television. When she, when I, when she did, I started praying. She said, I felt this, uh, almost like a little bit of electricity starting to go through my my legs. And so she swung, she used her her hands to yeah, swing her legs, to pull her legs over, over the bed. And she said, I believe God's healing me. And all of a sudden, as she started doing that, strength starting come, started to come into her legs. Like and she lady, could feel it happening. Yeah, she felt it happening. And a lady that could not walk yeah. got up she out stood of up. bed. Yeah. And she was writing me to tell me that God completely healed, healed her. her. Yep. Hey, everybody. Amazing. Nothing is impossible with God. I didn't know something like that. Would Again, I hear people say all the time, well, I've never seen a blind eye open. Well, how many blind eyes have you prayed for? Well, I've yeah. never seen somebody healed of diabetes. Well, how many people with diabetes have you prayed for? Why don't you pray? Partner with God. You have power and authority. That Amen. sickness is not of God. And let me just say this. God doesn't use sickness to teach people lessons. Yeah. I, 
That's a lie from the pit of hell. Sure is. People say, well, God gave you cancer so that you could learn something through, through no, this. No, no. I would never put cancer on my kids to teach them a lesson. No, no. I, Absolutely there's not. There's so many other ways that I can teach them other than striking them with cancer. With disease or to try to, I'm going to teach you a lesson, Nash, so I'm going to you know, put cancer on you. No, God can use that. Yeah. But God didn't put that on but you. But God could take what the enemy meant for evil. You know, this is the scripture. This is what the Bible says. And that sickness is what the enemy meant to do evil. God will use it for good. Here's the next thing that you can have a power over and authority. Number one is the devil. Take your place, everybody. Put your foot down. Number two uh, is healing. Start praying for it and watch God do something. It says that they'll lay hands on the sick. That's your job. Yeah. And God's job is to is to the allow sick them will to recover. recover. Yeah. All you got to do is lay hands on them and pray. God's job is to heal them. Number three is circumstances. Hey everyone, don't just let circumstances happen in your life. Let's talk a little bit about what, what you mean when you say that. So circumstances meaning like things that you know the enemy is bringing this like storm into my relationships, into my family, into my finances, things like that. Oh, hands down. Uh, don't, so let me, let me give you this example. I've never had this happen. I've had it happen one time, one time. What? This was like a, I was in uh, Bible college. I was, uh, I had taken a trip to Africa. I don't, I've never shared this story. Oh, well then have you ever told me? You don't know? Maybe. Okay. Let's hear it again. Go and, for it. And I'll probably share it on a Sunday too sometime, but this was, it was incredible. It was, uh, we had gone to Africa. Mm -hmm. I was in Nigeria. This is before we were married. Uh -huh. You and were they, single yeah. and you went with a friend, right? Went with a friend and there was a crusade. Um, there was probably about, uh, and we had gone there for this. I'd raised some money and, and, and went there. Probably around 5,000 people that showed up. There was a little makeshift uh, wooden platform that we had. And the people of this town showed up, about 5,000, mm -hmm. all kinds. I mean, we had massive miracles that happened. Well, the, the crusade was about to start like an hour or four, no, no, no. This was about 30 minutes before it was start to start. And that's when everyone starts coming towards yeah. the location. And the darkest of dark uh, rain clouds started rolling on in. Mm. And it was- uh, And this is outdoor crusade, just oh, for yeah, people it's to know. Yeah. yeah, it's out. This it's is out, again, open 25 air. years ago, yeah, 24, long. whatever. And these, these storm clouds start rolling in. And I'm thinking, okay, we've come to Africa for this crusade. I mean, we did other ministry in churches. Yeah, whatever, but, but we this came is here for this. so important. All these people are coming. There was all this work that we had put into this. And God was going to do something incredible. Mm -hmm. And I remember praying. And I started thinking about Jesus rebuking the storm. Yeah. And I, and the I prayed, and the I prayed with everything I had. I said, God, I take authority over the storm. And I rebuke it in Jesus' mighty name. And God is my witness, as much as my name is Chris. It rained in a circle all around us. So where what? the crusade was supposed to, to happen, this, the outdoor yeah. crusade, wow. completely dry. Everywhere else all around was was uh, it was, was wet. Was, was doused, raining. No, it was a downpour. Like it's Unbelievable. one of those just kind of a deal. Like, I've never had that happen yeah. since. And I've done it before after that. I'm like, in the name of Jesus, not, don't rain. That I'm thinking that right now as we're in our construction phase. I'm yeah. like, don't rain. So they, <laughs> so they can keep working. Don't let it rain. No, but no, we ha that's the 
what an amazing example to show the authority that we have over circumstances, the power, not not that's in us, but in Christ. Um, that's pretty cool. No, that now that was one of those That's amazing. dramatic, and I could really get into the nitty gritty on it, but I, I don't have time right here. But listen, what circumstances come into your life? Uh, take authority in Jesus' name. You have that authority, like that police officer, to hold your hand up. Here's 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 the last one I give you, and that's this. How about your family? Don't allow the enemy to have access to your family. Take authority. Close the door. I think there are some practical ways that we can do this. And then there, this is like go to war covering them spiritually. So for me, this looks like, you know, doing this in prayer, like just constantly covering um, my kids in prayer. I plead the blood of Jesus over my kids, the power and the authority that comes with the blood of Jesus, I don't even think we can fully grasp in our in our mind on this side of heaven what it means to say we plead the blood of Jesus over them, covering, protecting them, not just physically, but spiritually and protecting what they see, protecting what they hear, uh, protecting who influences them, um, who, who, you know, guarding, the blood of Jesus guarding, who speaks into their life and who... Um, so many areas. Take your authority. Take your authority. Don't let him uh, have his way with your kids and with your spouse and with with the peace and the joy factor that's in your family. No, you rise up. Rise up. Listen, most of us just walk through life without ever holding up our hand to the devil. Yeah. And we just let him have his way and do all kinds yeah. of things. And it's time, everybody. It's time. It's time. It really is. And I would just want to add this, that we can go on the offense. So- Oftentimes we run to the roar. We run, yeah. We think about oh, when it gets terrible, when something t- tragic happens, then we want to defend our our families as we should, you know, and and take the spiritual authority and go after the devil. But don't wait until something happens that causes you to go on the defense. No, let's play the offense. Let's keep um, uh, taking ground for Christ in our family, in our life, in our circumstances, being uh, proactive and really you know, setting um, a standard in our own families, in our own lives that um, that don't allow room for the enemy to just run around and do what he wants. Does that make sense? That's awesome, honey. That's incredible. Everybody, use that power and authority. Don't wind up being that person that was begging on the side of the street, that died of malnutrition, and you had all had this power so much and authority available, yeah. available to you. There's so Don't much be available. trapped like that Impala when you have so much on yeah. the inside of you. It's time for you to rise up. And I, I just want to mention this. It's not this authority, this power, this availability that we have to live a victorious life has nothing to do with you. Like, who you are. It's not saying just buck up under it, push through, don't be a quitter, be strong. You know, it's not self-motivation. It's not talking yourself into the ability um, to continue in your own strength. No, it is all about Jesus. It's all about Christ. And we cannot understand the authority that we have. We can't understand the position that we can take if we don't know Him, if we don't know 
his word. What, what does he say about you? What does he say about who you are and what promises he's made to you? We have to get into the word to know this. We have to spend time with him and know him. So it it's not just uh, pulling up your bootstraps and getting on with like pushing through in life and 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 making your family work and making your your um getting through the sickness because the decisions you make yes we have some part to play but it all comes back to Christ and who he is the authority we have is because of him we have to know him i want to close with this again i want to remind you the bible doesn't tell us to ask god to do something about the devil it tells you to do something about the, the devil in the authority and power that has been given to you because of what Jesus did on the cross. So let, hey everybody, let's rise up. Let's do it and take back the ground that belongs to us. Amen. Right on everybody. <laughs> Come on. Hey everyone, this has been so much fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't just listen to this. Share put it. Put it into action. I'd do rather it. you put it into action and then share it. <laughs> do both. <laughs> there you we go. We can walk and chew gum. Well, everybody, love you. Hope you have a great week. We'll be back with you next week. See you guys. Bye-bye.